everyone, and welcome to the 26th episode of Slime Time, the official Dragon Quest Dragon Send podcast. This is Platy M3. And this is Liam Land. Well, uh, so it looks like that trademark for DQ Tact uh, wasn't just a placeholder. Uh, Square Enix announced this week that it's coming out to the West sometime soon with a demo period on Android, similar to how Dragon Quest of the Stars did it last fall. So uh, just the Canadians and the Hong Kong people can test it out? Uh, I didn't see that when I pre-registered for the beta. Um, so if you have an Android device, I'd encourage you to go to the Google Play Store and uh, and sign up for the beta. You can also choose to have your phone auto-download the game once it's Cool. I, I actually already did that, but I'm kind of hoping I don't get picked, actually, because I, I think I'd rather prefer the polished product, because I fear, most, like with most uh, DQ mobile titles, uh, Dragon Quest of the Stars especially, I won't play it that long, so uh, I don't want to waste my... Uh, five hours of total gameplay time on the beta but uh you know to be fair that would be twice as much time as i spent on the last dragon quest tactical game uh dq wars for the dsi we all remember that right ouch yeah you're already planning to quit the game you haven't even played it yet <laughs> eh, that's the plan i plan to be tact less i find your lack of tact disturbing <laughs> Yeah, I, I'll, I'll give it a try, of course, but I think I might just go play another dozen hours of DQ Rivals. Um, I, I can play that on the Switch, and I've done a good dozen hours of that. Haven't even noticed the gotcha mechanics yet, then. Um, probably because I can't understand a single thing except where to go to play a game, so, oops. Well, I don't know, maybe they're charging you, and you just don't, you can't understand the bills they're sending you, either. <laughs> <laughs> so, Platy Japan's getting billed 10 yen every day yeah your credit know. rating in japan is terrible right now <laughs> <laughs> so joining us tonight we have some longtime dragon sin members uh one was even on the original slime time season one episode one and two back in 2012 yes please welcome dranzer x13 and mimas to the party hello hello Welcome, welcome to the podcast. Welcome, guys. All right. Thank you very much. You are welcome. All right. We've got our welcomes. We got our intro out of the way. Let's get to know our guests a little bit. Um, so, Mimas, why, why don't you go first? How long have you been on the den, and what made you want to join? Well, I looked at the Dragon at Woodis's site for a number of years before it. When I really joined, I think, was after Slime Knights died. So we all needed to find a new place to move to. So that's when I came. I don't remember the year of that anymore. Uh, nice. Yeah, I actually came from the old Enix forums, so like that was there was that migration as well from there to Slime Knights to to the Den. Um, cool. How about you, Dranzer? I joined in July of 2004. I actually kind of had to look that up because I had forgot. <clears throat> and when I I was well, I think if I remember correctly, that back when I was. Um, <clears throat> trying to find stuff about die and um i had found the den and i guess there was a a fan subgroup on there that had that would that had some episodes up or something like that and i think that's how i came to um know about the den oh, that's cool i didn't even know we had topics like that so many years ago yeah. then again i i kind of joined around that period too and didn't at least do that's much how at the time. <clears throat> oh, that's cool 
So, uh, Dranzer, how did you come up with your username? That's actually kind of funny. I think it was back in 2002 or 2000. It was, yeah, 2003. Um, I'm a big Beyblade fan, you know, the spinning tops. And mm-hmm. Dranzer is the name of one of the, the bit beasts in the original Beyblade. And I just like, okay, I didn't just want to have my name as my email. I just wanted to thought of something cool. And then so Dranzer was taken. So X13 came. I was like, okay. And then it kind of stuck. Nice. Mimas, how did you get yours? Um, mine is one of the Titans um, and the moon of um, one of the moons of Saturn. Oh, cool. Awesome. So, um, Mimas, how did you originally get into the series? Um, Dragon Quest or Die? Uh, well, Dragon Quest in general. So, Dragon Quest, um, I was one of the people who played on the Nintendo. Um, my cousin got the Nintendo Power version of it, and so as a very small child, we'd all get over together and watch him play it mostly. So um, when I got older, me and my sister would play it together and have a good time with it. Um, So the Nintendo Power Dragon Warrior would be my start. Great. How about you, Dranzer? Well, I started playing Dragon Warrior 1, and I'm back on the Nintendo. That's how I got into it. And from there, you know, I just pl- I played Dragon Warrior 2 and then 3 and then 4. 4, I guess, had a Super Famicom version, I guess. But I played the um, the Nintendo version. And I Was guess, there? There's a- yeah, that's what. No, yeah. 4 has a, a um, the Famicom PlayStation version. version but I oh, yeah. <laughs> I could have sworn 4 also had a Super version. That's weird. Oh, well, either way, and my memory is kind of foggy about that long time ago. But yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, and I really, um, I enjoy the series a lot. It's one of my favorite, <clears throat> it's what, it's one of my favorite uh, franchises. And then, you know, long final fantasy. Nice. Nice. So we'll keep going with you, Dranzer. What are some of your favorite games in all of Dragon Quest? Like either mainline or spinoff. What, what are your favorite things about Dragon Quest games wise? Uh, I really like Dragon Quest Seven, especially the 3DS version. I really like the story. You know, the hours of gameplay. It's like at least around a hundred or so hours, um, or more. And the puzzle pieces were harder to find in the um, in the PS version. And then I also like Dragon Quest Eight. That was that was pretty fun. And even the 3DS remake was pretty good. Um, and then I also like the Dragon Quest Monsters Joker series. That was definitely. Um, one up, uh, but especially Dragon Quest Monsters Joker Three that never came out over here. But you, I guess you could say ultimately my favorite Dragon Quest RPG to this date is Dragon Quest Eleven. Nice. That's where I have finally settled. With all nostalgia aside, you know, a lot it of good sucks, stuff. So yeah, it sucks though that the um on the Switch for the Dragon Quest Eleven S that the um radio drama or whatever the um is the sound drama isn't available in north america Mm -hmm. we don't get all the pretty stuff yeah and uh mimas same question to you what what's some of your favorite games mainline spinoff what do you like about dragon quest well i'm still religiously playing dragon quest 10 every day um so i don't know where to put that in the grand scheme (laughs) (laughs) my guess is near the top (laughs) yeah um always been a big fan of six and seven um 11 was fun also but i mean in all the ones are pretty fun four was a very standout as well um spinoff series my favorite would be the Kenshin sword game. I had a lot of good time with that. But it's very particular to the light in a room, so I haven't had any luck 
the last few times I tried to play with it, the sensor was all off. But when the sensor's on, the sensor's really good for that. Oh, wow. I've actually, I've seen that in a Don Quixote. I saw it just like casually sitting on a, on a, on a shelf at a Don Quixote in, uh, in Tokyo. Yeah, um, I got mine was... at some sort of a um, Japanese yard sale kind of thing so it was like 500 yen yeah yeah it was super cheap too i should have grabbed it but and it's great it plugs in through like rca it's like really old school uh you, you yeah you plug it in that way so i like i have an old tv for when i want to play it yeah but, um, so what's what's the light the sensor light sensor um the sensors in issues. the box that you plug into the computer into the tv Mm-hmm. And it's reflecting off the sword. So I guess if you have um, light behind you, I think, was when I had the most problems. Um, okay. Then it seems to not be picking up the sword as well. Hmm. You can was... take a picture of the sword. Um, you can actually get an, an interesting effect from that because of the with the flash. Oh, okay. Cool. Was the movement similar to uh, swords? Yeah, but I thought it actually was a little bit better at detecting things than swords. Swords was a little off. Yeah, yeah. The the movement, I, I, I always had a problem with the, the fact that they didn't utilize the um, nunchuck for the movement, and they just had everything kind of stuck in the wand. Oh, yeah, that was a mistake, too. Yeah. <laughs> so you're still on a rail for, for the Kenshin version. Yeah. So, you're not any better on that, but the actual um, detection is much better for when you're hitting things. There's one fight that you do against Zoma, and he's hitting. You have to hit the blue orbs that he's throwing at you back at him, and avoid the red ones because that will heal him. Opposite <laughs> of the normal bad guys, and right. if you don't have that accuracy, you're never going to manage it. Oh wow! Okay, cool. So, do you have any favorite characters or monsters throughout the whole series? I refuse to kill slimes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> so you just run away from them in the first one? <laughs> well, I'll never run away, so I always hope they'll run from me. If I have the <laughs> ability to scare them off, I'll do uh-huh. that instead. And I've killed more slimes than I'd like to admit, but I avoid killing them as much as possible. Well, I like to kind of like say something about this that's kind of funny, because my girlfriend hates it when I fight frogs in Dragon Quest games. And every time I do, she's like, poor frog. And I'll be like, <laughs> bye-bye, frog. Goodbye. And she's like, I hate you. <laughs> Claudia and I were talking about uh, a little while ago how there are like a lot of bears in some of the manga. And uh, um, in some of the DQ manga, like uh, Monsters Plus has a lot of bears in it. And I'm just, I think that that brings a, a real-world feel to it. And having some of the monsters be, be actual creatures that you could find in the real world. <laughs> True. So, um, Dranzer, what's some of your favorite monsters or characters in uh, Dragon Quest? Oh, um, oh, it's interesting. When it comes to the games, I really, really like, uh, when it, with a character, I really like Eric or Camus or however you pronounce uh, whatever mm. Japanese from Eleven. He has an interesting backstory. He's one of my favorite characters. And then I also like um, Kiefer from Dragon Quest Seven. And as for monsters, uh, that's a real tough one. That really is. It's hard to really explain. I uh, don't really have uh, much favorite monsters. I guess you could say I like the um, some of the big giant monsters in Dragon Quest monsters joker three mm-hmm. like that big uh ori calcum dragon or however you want to say it, that's a cool monster cool nice um so do you have any favorite mechanics uh in in dq games uh um, monster collecting job classes casinos oh the casinos are really fun uh, i really I, I really 
enjoy uh, the casino functions in Dragon Quest games. It makes it where you make it more, um, it's like, ooh, more side quests, more items to get. And I really like the mechanics in Dragon Quest Eleven with the, um, <clears throat> or that th- where you get to spend points on skills and all that other kind of stuff, the board. Yeah, the autosave helps, too. Oh, yeah. For <laughs> that casino manipulation. <laughs> and I also like, um, I also like the mechanics in Dragon Quest X. I know it's an MMO, but I really, I, I, I really, I just, um, it's hard to explain with that. But like when it comes to the mechanics in Dragon Quest X, you know, it's really uh, fun. A lot of uh, things you could do on it, especially like I like to play, kind of act like it's an offline game. And just play by myself. And so like I'll hire AI characters. And that's cool that you could do that function. There's a lot of RPGs where uh, MMOs where you can't do that. And you can actually beat the game. And you know then you go on to the next version. Actually, yeah, uh, I, I was going to say. Sure. How you, you can actually start to hire uh, uh, NPC characters to fight with you in 4. I think that was like one of the first DQ games. Oh, where you could yeah. do that. Mm-hmm. I kind of forgot about that. And then I went back and played actually. it. Is it has the story characters, yeah. Uh, oh, no, no. I, uh, not not talking about the people that you pick up at Luida's bar. I mean, like, pe- characters that you pay for. You know, you actually pay for them and they fight with you for several days, starting in Chapter 3 with Torneco. Oh, Torneco. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't use them because my favorite mechanic is making money and I don't want to waste it. That is my, <laughs> that's my exact reason for not using them. But then on my last playthrough, I was like, ah, I never use these guys. Let me try for the first time. So it was interesting. Were they Laurel and Hardy? Yes. That, what they yes, got re- what relocalized as? Yeah, the DS localization calls them Laurel and Artie. I was like, oh, really, guys? Okay. Some of the localization names are really weird, and even the terms, like the term Pearly Gates instead of Grand Cross, seriously? (laughs) And tomfoolery. Yeah. Uh, I, don't so mind a, I don't mind a lot of the uh, localization names for spells and stuff, but that one with Grand Cross, I just do not like. Mm. Um, so, Mimas, how, how about uh, how about your favorite mechanics from DQ Games? So, aside from trying to grind money, um, which is really pretty good, um, I do enjoy all the different changing classes and the leveling up in general. Mm. I guess there's yes. still more of the grinding kind of things. Mm. Uh, I just I noticed- like seeing all the different monsters also so i don't necessarily need to collect them like in jokers or monsters in general just looking at them when they have it what i do like in joker for example is when you have the monsters on the screen and you can see them i mean they did this in 11 also and nine such but you can see them on the screen and then they're just playing with each other if you don't do anything um monster viewing i guess i would like a pokemon snap dragon quest game that'd be fun oh, that'd be fun cool. yeah i noticed i noticed you said you but you like both uh six and seven yeah. Um, so uh, that Yes, I was thinking that too when you said job classes. I was like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense from from uh, someone who's a big fan of six and seven. Um, I loved all the abilities that you could kind of collect um, in six, seven, and a nine. Yeah, um, the story was also very good for both of them. I really enjoyed the talk with your party command for both of those games. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not as much in six where we only had that in the DS version, of course. But right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, I think didn't Seven's party chat for PSX actually start out in the battle, or did they have that? Did they have that in the roaming? Like they had it in roaming because I do it whenever I talk to an NPC. I'd talk to every single person in my party first. Okay, yeah, yeah. Did they have it in battle too? I could have sworn I. I believe so. Remember them like talking to each other in the battle, but it's been a long time since I played the PSX version, so I'd have to. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
Uh, the the one thing I always say that I miss, and I love I love the remake. I think they they made a lot of improvements on it. I know that's a very polarizing kind of <laughs> um, thing to say because some people absolutely love the PSX version. But the one thing that I do really miss that they took out of the 3DS version is the rest spell. Uh, I used to use that a lot, where um, you just have all of your characters cast rest and they go to sleep, um, and then you can walk around and gain HP and MP back like you. Oh yeah, I did like that the all the time. Game. Yep. And then you'd start a battle and they'd be asleep. So I'd use it, you know, sparingly. Take one character at a time and have, you know, the, have them regain MP and HP and have the other characters awake to protect that character when the battle starts. Um, but of course, in 7, it's so easy to avoid monsters by walking around them or doing the little, like, you know, football move where they're coming at you and you just kind of, like, double turn around and go around them. Um, uh, it probably just didn't make sense to put a rest spell in um, in that particular game, probably not. All right, before we get into die, I got one last question here. Mimas, do you have any memories from the original Slime Time eight years ago being on that? Well, the biggest memory is just how hard it was to get everyone together at the same time. That was what <laughs> really led to its destruction. It was just too hard for everybody to actually, especially Slygun just didn't have time to begin with, I guess, so it was not going to work out. But um, I went through, each time we did the, the casting, to go through um, all the Twitter feeds and everything to try and get every um, piece of new Japanese Dragon Quest information I could and put it all together for that. So I remember doing that as well. Cool. I remember listening to that um, a couple of years ago and just, like, you, you guys would talk about, because it was 2012, so... So I think it was right before Dragon Quest X had come out in Japan. And you guys are all talking, oh, Dragon Quest X is going to be awesome. And then somebody says, like, I can't wait. We're probably going to get it next year. <laughs> and that's like... Yeah, that's uh, kind of sad. Eight years later. Here it we are. is, because we all had hope back then. We're like, oh, of course we're going to get this. Yeah, right. Of course. <laughs> Famous <laughs> last words. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, we're going to move into the meat of the show now. Uh, we got together a couple people tonight that uh, know a lot more than what Liam and I know about uh, the adventure of Die. Um, I guess we should start out here um, just kind of talking about how much of any of it that we've done. And uh, I'll admit I've done about 50% of the manga. Maybe I'm up to 60% now. Um, thank you. Somewhere out there, there is at least a early 30s, maybe mid 30s lawyer somewhere that once to, used to go uh, by Chrono and was part of Square Ocean that translated all like 6,000 pages of that into English during There's... their college career. Oh, he's a lawyer now? At the, uh, at the end, they, they have a whole page of thanks and what they've been doing, because I think it took him like three or four years. And he's like, well, since I started this project, I've gotten two college degrees, uh -huh. passed, passed the bar, gone through law school. <laughs> oh, that's probably why you can't get in touch with them now. Yeah, he's like he's got to wash his hands of any illegal activity. I was going to say, watch <laughs> probably like an international copyright lawyer somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. Oops. Uh. <laughs> I will delete this email and never pretend it never happened. Um, <laughs> and the what is it? There's like 40, 42 ish episodes of the anime. 46. And I watched 46. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, 40, episode 46. It have the second half is anime original. Ah. So I, I did watch. Geez, uh, so, I did sorry, watch anime, anime original, as in it's not it's not part of the manga. 
it was a unique story yeah basically um to kind of explain things like you know like spoiler wise like the second half of of the episode it, it kind of like it sort of it kind of sort of happens in the manga but sort of doesn't but in a different way like in the manga when Dai loses his memory from um <clears throat> when his father Baron uses the um, the dragonic aura technique, and it, but in yeah in the manga he actually loses his memory of his friends, and and but in the in the anime, the the memory wipe technique does not work, and then so then he fights um, in the anime he beats Baron and then. And Baron says that he'll come back someday. But yeah, that did not happen in the manga. And then the Dragon Riders and stuff, that was in the manga. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got I got right up to near the end of the anime. Um, I'd kind of skipped around because it was so similar. And I was like, okay, you know, they're doing a really good blow for blow of this. And I'd already read through that. So I kind of... Chap- yeah, chapters 80, yeah, chapters 89 through 349 remained unanimated. But we're going to see that this time around. Oh, they're going to do all of it? Yes. Oh, oh wow. That's been that's, confirmed. That's, that's nice. their intention because well, they that's posted right. the picture of Dai's sword, which is a scene, the last scene <clears throat> in the manga. So that's the, what they said they were going to aim for is doing the whole thing. Obviously, you never know what could happen, but we're hoping it should be the whole thing this time. Oh, and oh. by the by the way, real quick, sorry to mean interrupt, but the um Mimus was telling me there was a rumor somewhere that this new remake is gonna be seven cores, ninety one episodes. Wow. That's gonna be a lot of die. So yes, that that'll be a lot more than I've ever uh, watched so far. But uh, I've enjoyed what I have. I'm probably going to finish up the manga by the end of the year. That is something, kind of a goal that I want to get through that whole thing. Um, It's been on my iPad now for about four months. And like I said, I got about 4,000 pages into it. Um, But I'm really enjoying that. Props to all the fans that helped with that translation uh, 10 years ago or so. And if you're out there, send us an email. Drop us a line on Twitter. We've been trying to find you, Square Ocean. Oh boy! So Liam, how much have you watched? And then we'll let our experts talk more. Um, not definitely not as much as anyone else here. Uh, <laughs> so I had the I had a VHS fan sub of the first few episodes. Like I got off eBay and oh geez, I don't know, two thousand one. I did not know that they did VHS fan subs of those. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 only a handful of episodes. Not even you know, not nearly. I think it's like I think uh, like four episodes or eight yeah. episodes got translated in that batch. Yep, yeah. So I, I've got I've got that. Of course, I uh, have to dig up a VHS player to watch it, but it's just easier to watch <laughs> the download of it. Um, uh, I have of the twenty six episodes of the original run downloaded, and I haven't um, gotten. Uh, past that so i've not completed the series yet but spoil away and i'll forget what i've heard by the time i catch up yeah just to uh let everybody else out there know and i did mean to say this at the beginning we're going to spoil everything on this we're not going to hold back we're not going to do a little like oh and then there's going to be some other stuff no we're going to talk die we're going to talk all about it um mainly because kind of like liam (laughs) my memory's crap i'll be reading some of this probably in a another month or two or be watching the show and be like oh oh yeah well that's so cool that happened because i won't remember so if you are bugged by spoilers Find another Slime Time episode. Sorry, guys, but we're going to go deep into this tonight. (laughs) How much can we possibly uh, spoil, though? Like, if it's such a rich series, you know, there's so much much content we can't possibly (sighs) talk about. We can't possibly spoil everything. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's 3,462. That's my in defense of spoilers. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. 
And I think and I, I know we'll get some new fans, hopefully, of Die from the new anime. But yeah, this <laughs> stuff is how old now? I mean, we're talking anime <clears throat> from the eighties, nineties, or the manga from the eighties, nineties, eighty nine, eighty nine, and it's been fan translated for a dozen years. And there's <clears throat> all yeah, the I'll, uh, yeah, I want to add anime's been out a while. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, I wanted to say, because when it first started in 89, the manga, <clears throat> it was originally just supposed to be just like a couple, a couple, like a couple short stories. And that was it. But then it eventually led to its serialization. Yeah, because their first adventures seem like nice little wrapped up stories. And then was this was this uh, serialized in like Shonen uh, yeah, weekly, yeah, weekly Shonen Jump. Yeah, that right, right, right. It's currently so, the only. It's currently the only Dragon Quest manga that was actually in Weekly Shonen Jump. Hmm. Well, that's because after this, after Die, <clears throat> um, that's when Enix made Gon Gon Magazine, which is what they then would serialize the Dragon Quest stuff in. After that, so Gon Gon Magazine was made due to the success of things like Die and the um, Dragon Quest um, four comma manga, the four panel comic. Um, joke manga. All right, so I'm assuming you guys have both read it and watched every episode and everything. Yes, I have seen every episode of the of, of the 1991 version, and I like the music. Some of the tracks, I don't know, maybe could have been different, but I I like the 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 old one. It it's super awesome. Yeah, I've seen the whole thing and I've read the manga multiple times. Um, in Japanese for both of those. Um, yeah, you don't need you don't need subs. You can watch or yeah, raw. The anime, the, the the soundtrack is of course wonderful, but um, at the same time, I felt that on certain situations, it didn't actually match as well as um, it possibly could have because it was mm-hmm. kind of forced in there since it was already Dragon Quest music. So one of the things I'm looking forward to with this new one is seeing how the new having a different set of music will work out for it. Yeah, are they not going to use um, old Dragon Quest stuff? <clears throat> so far, there's no sign of it. They have a new um, composer for this, unless we end up somehow getting the um, same ending song as the original anime, because they haven't announced an anime song, um, mm. ending song yet. Then it's all going to be original. You know how it could go. You know, like, uh, um, like Dragon Ball Kai, for example, how um, they had a, a different composer, and then somehow they ended up, that guy... and. Um, there was some copyright stuff, I guess, and then they had to change his music back to the the, the original Z soundtrack. That would be that, kind of depressing if that happened in this case. Um, I hope not. The composer is the same guy who does um, My Hero Academy, which I'm not familiar with the music of that, but um, I take it it's, he's a very well-liked composer. Well, the, the closing theme from Die, wasn't that My Road, My Journey, the, uh, the, end, yeah. the end theme? With uh, lyrics, the end theme of yes. Dragon Quest Two, so um, that would have to be credited to Koichi Suyama, mm-hmm. right? So right. that would that be? You think that would be tougher for them to get, like That's him to agree? That's probably the issue. But the opening also was him, by the way. So that was also um, Sugiyama. Mm. But um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe Sugiyama has just wiped his hands of this. Um, he doesn't. He's not composing as much for the new games either. So maybe he just is not feeling up to working on that much Dragon Quest. Oh, well, it's depending on how much he's working up to uh, get his money, get paid. <laughs> that is the we, other thing, yes. Yep. I mean, that's that, that's been rights issues for a while, going back to even like Dragon Quest Eight. <clears throat> yeah, symphony. he was one of the people who was pushing for CDs to have the strict copyright on them so that you couldn't copy them on, or play them on your computer at one point. So, yeah. 
Yes. Oh, I guess that didn't work out. Yeah. Thank goodness on that one. Ah. Good old Sugiyama. We we've had some chats chats about him before. Yeah, but that's that's probably an entirely separate episode. <laughs> I don't know if I want to talk Su- about Sugiyama. What's the deal? Our most controversial episode ever. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Moving on. <laughs> uh, so, we, I'm gonna, go go ahead, ahead, Liam. No, I was going to say, do we want to get into the differences between the um, the different um, iterations of Die? Yeah. So, go ahead. Uh, must feel yeah, free. Me- so, I mean, we already discussed how the original anime um, ended completely different than what was going on for the manga. Um, There's a lot of original content that was in the um, original anime also. Um, small little pieces to try and drag it on so that would last for the whole series. And then it didn't um, along <laughs> with the movies, all original content as well. Um, and this new anime, we don't know completely but it looks like that first episode at least is going to be quite a bit different from the one from the original anime so we know that instead of the first battle taking place at a castle it's going to be on a ship um so i think we're going to be seeing um a lot of different changes in the fight for that and maybe some other small differences are going to happen along the way we'll have to find out oh and mimas why don't you explain to why they ended it early the uh because you it was in that um perfect die book. yeah it's the jump comics perfect book um for die it talks about how they originally had actually had planned for another 13 episodes at least had been ordered for it um so the co- toy companies actually started making toys for the new characters the um dragon riders that were going to be showing up right past that storyline but tbs which was the channel that was showing die um it wanted to put in a variety show instead so they kind of just killed it um so i Imagine that's one of the reasons we're now on um, TV Tokyo instead of TBS for this new series' um, channel. Hmm. So we got another Japanese uh, <laughs> variety show that probably has no fans 20 years later. <laughs> yes, it was something like Move or something's the name of it, and uh, it's hated by die fans all over the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, it should be. Well, it should be. So um, were there any like original characters in the anime that they pulled out that weren't in the uh, manga? Um, I don't think there's any actual, other than the movie characters, when they had the six shadow commander people, whatever, I don't know what um, we've, what the fan sub translation called them, but um, those were original characters. Okay. But um, in the TV series itself, there wasn't much in the way of what you'd call real um, original characters. They just had like the fake heroes appeared a lot more often than they did in the manga. Ah, yes. <laughs> That fake hero group from one of the earlier chapters. That's going to be one of my uh, memorable scenes we'll talk about in a little bit. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. So I know you both said we don't know a lot about the remake that's coming out this weekend. Um, But what do we know? What's the sum total of our knowledge here? Well... One thing is, there's right now, there's only going to be an opening theme, so um, no ending theme. And my I guess uh, that it's going to be, because like, I learned this from this experience with watching Monster Hunter stories right on, how uh, like the opening was around two minutes, and then the episode itself was slightly longer, like around 22 minutes. And then another thing that we know, I guess you could say uh, maybe... You had a good eye for this, Mimis, or not? But it looks like if you notice that the the, um, the eye catcher, whatever that they're using, like where it showed the spell name or something, um, after like partway through the um, digest. Do you remember that, Mimis? Oh, like on the first one, it's Iru Iru for die. 
Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that might like, be an eye catch. But yeah, that's that's almost certainly it's an eye catch with the map in the background and everything. Yeah. And then uh, another thing that's going to be changed between the old version and new version is that the chapters are going to be sped up, basically, because like the first in the old version, because you know the the new version, um, they covered the first six episodes in a digest, which is like episodes one through nine in the old nineteen ninety one version. Mm-hmm. So pretty much like you know the first episode is probably going to be relatively unchanged with the chapter number, like one and two still. And then episodes, I mean, then the other episodes will be like four chapters a piece instead of two. We also know that, of course, it's a whole new cast um, Mm. and Dragon Dragon Quest monsters from um, later stories. Like you have the pigs in hats, the big, um, those are on Dai's Island now. So that's a fairly significant change, yet, yet at the same time kind of fits. Right. So they're taking monsters that you'd find in like the later games, like nine, ten, eleven, and or basically anything that came out after um, yeah. after Die and Stay. Well, in the original Die, only the monsters from three would ever show up. Anything past three was considered monsters from the demon world, mm. and they seem to have dropped that idea. Yeah, mm. I did see some notes somewhere that there were a couple monsters that made it their debut in Die. Before they actually were later in Dragon Quest Four. Oh, that's cool. Which ones? Do, do you remember? No idea. That was just a note on a Wikipedia. <laughs> okay. Well, I know and it's the, probably because this the is the timeline. Were, were added in, but I haven't heard of any of the monsters making it over. Oh, because I mean, this is this, this to put it historically. That's when Die started, right? Right after um, the release of Dragon Quest Three in Japan. I think it's right about the time of the start of Four. Okay, so. There you go. Historically, that's where we were, that late 80s, early 90s time. Yeah, so. it's interesting. So well, one of the things that does predate uh, the games that, that kind of comes up in this a lot is uh, is a, um, ability, attack abilities. And that's one of the things, because like, I played um, Dragon Quest V and VI um, on Super Famicom before I watched Die. And so when I watched Die, I had just finished VI, uh, and I was um, and I was remarking with like, oh, wow, yeah, this is just like VI. They've got all these abilities. But it's like, no, this came out way before um, Yeah, a lot six. of the attacks from it made it into VI. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of interesting how the anime actually, or the, uh, the manga um, um, and anime uh, influenced the game series. That's true. Sure. Yeah, the Roto series also had a few things that have come in from it as well. So it's not completely unique to this manga, though. Mm-hmm. There are a few attacks. There are a few stuff, uh, spells and stuff that are unique to that series. I think that might have gotten introduced later on. I think it was um, Dragon Quest um, Monster Super Light or something like that. I can't remember. Or there's one of those... Um, Newer Dragon Quest Android games that actually had actually had a die storyline um, and some of those exclusive spells. Oh, that's cool. Maybe it was Quest of the Stars. I don't know. We didn't see that yet, or at least I haven't seen that recently. Hey, um, hey Mimas, wasn't wasn't one of those um, a spells Toberura? No, I don't think Toberura has made it into anything. But I was surprised in Eleven where they added in Daichizan and. Um, the other oven techniques into the ge- game. So we have official translations one could theoretically use for those attacks now. Earth splitter, sky splitter, and sea splitter. Yep. Nice. So what, you know, thinking about the entirety of either the manga or uh, the anime, what are some of your biggest memories from that? Um, 
Mimas, we'll start with you. Like, what, what, what do you remember? Like, when you think die, what, what are your happy memories or just memorable scenes? Well, if you want, did you want happy memories of reading it or did you want the scenes? Either way. <laughs> well, Both. this um, most of my die reading actually happened when I was studying abroad in Japan. I'd um, gotten the first two volumes, I believe, before I'd gone over there, and so I would go to book off. Yes. Um, and I'd stand there, and sometimes I, I was I made a, a promise to myself not to buy too much at once, <laughs> and so I'd go there and I'd have a certain amount I was going to buy, but then I'd start reading, standing in there and reading a little bit ahead. Hmm. Just to look at what was coming up and making sure, is my favorite character still alive? What's going on? Kind of stuff. Nice. But I was trying what, not to do it too much. What, what year were you studying abroad in Japan? Um, 2004, 2005. Oh, all right. So I was there at the same time. Uh, I was there in the summer of 2005 um, when Dragon Quest Eight had just come out, and I, I yeah, that bought... was really exciting. Did you go yeah. to the IG Expo while you were there? Uh, I was there. I went to the no. World Cosplay Summit. I wasn't cosplaying. I just happened to be there that day gotcha gotcha no i was actually there vacationing for the first time um and uh so i was only there for about like uh 10 days but i did buy something like eight different volumes of uh um die manga at a book off including you know and they just had just tons of it there it was just it was crazy just like walk in and it was like it was, was just massive now is i was looking at twitter and it ends up because the anime is coming out the book offs and such a sold out of die of course, now they are, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you used to just go in there and there was all that die staring at right, you. Right, right. But in 2005, even in 2005, that's still like, what, 14 years after it had come out? Or no, even longer because it's the manga. Um, and it was still just readily available. It was just so cool to see. And I, and I even back then, I remember really appreciating that. Uh, but yeah, also there was this... Um, uh, in Shizuoka, where my wife is from, there's this eel restaurant that her family took me to. Um, and I was, uh, while I was like, while I was waiting for the meal, I was kind of, kind of walking around the restaurant, just kind of like looking at, at, um, at the decor and they had a shelf with a bunch of manga on it. And of course there's drag, there's dye. And it was, it was something like 30 volumes. It wasn't the entire series, but it was a significant amount of dye that you could just go to this eel restaurant. And uh, not that you'd have to wait that long that you could read that much die manga, but there was a reason to <laughs> continually come back so you could keep reading. Um, but they just had it there on the shelf casually, and I just love finding stuff like that. Yeah, I think I saw a few restaurants in Japan that had it in the waiting area for them. That's... But um, it's, it's always a rare treat to see it there. Yeah. Um, so, Dranzer, how about you? How about uh, any favorite yeah. uh, parts or memorable scenes? Oh, yeah. Uh, well... In episode one, the when um when Brass, uh, I mean when um talks about the magic tube and um yeah, explains it to die and then die accidentally sucks him in it and then um I I'm only mentioning that because uh, uh, like every time whenever I hear Brass's voice or and not just that but also his actions reminds me of my mom and I tell my mom I was like hey mom his Spanish voice remind reminds me of you and I showed her the scene and she's like whatever and but. <laughs> But actually, but actually, my actual one of my most memorable scenes was when uh, I think it was at the end of episode 16, where Pop finally has the courage to stand up and he shows up to uh, in the nick of time to rescue Die and Marm from Crocodile and the possessed brass. And he was saying that he'll never forgive uh, Crocodile. And that was one of my favorite, favorite scenes. And then I also like... when um 
Die was um, face, uh, like I liked the episode um, when, the last part where Die and he uncle fought where they fought. I think it was a, uh, the last. I liked when um, he uncle actually. Um, <clears throat> uh, it's pretty. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Um, so I'm kind of tired. <laughs> Give me a moment then. Um, when, when you talk about the Idu Idu scene on the recent Tokyo um, game show, um, Square Enix show, they had a few when scene from that. They have for the new anime, and it looks like in this version, Dai's going to keep on Idu Idu Dedu um, in um, brass over and over again for fun. So that's going to be particularly funny looking, I think. So nice. that's something to look forward to. They should just do an, a full episode that's just that. <laughs> yeah, well, that would <laughs> like, be amusing, yes. <laughs> 22 okay. minutes. Actually, now I, now, I, now I remember. Okay. Um, <clears throat> there was um, another episode when... Um, I'm trying to remember what episode number... Oh, yeah. When, um, when Dai was facing off against uh, the golden armored um, flazard, and he, and then when um, Die had blood on his on his in his eyes, um, that he because his uncle had like stabbed himself and then poured his own blood on Die's face, and then Die ended up um, slicing up flazard. That was pretty cool. And that's why I can't read this manga to my son. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, also as I've been flipping through the manga i i can't remember i think at least twice i've come across just topless marm like <laughs> no context like <laughs> no the first page of the volume or something like that it's just her staring topless out the window like you know you yeah, could I, I have that picture open right now in the page 92 <laughs> of the perfect, perfect book has that in color and yeah she just has no top on for no good reason but the in this picture the guys don't have a top on either so it's not exactly like She's being the only one naked, but yeah. Oh boy. Well, if you do want to show that to your, uh, show the uh, manga to your kids, just make sure they don't see those specific pages. <laughs> well, I, I was I was talking recently on our uh, Monsters Plus uh, um, podcast that uh, I I started reading Monsters Plus with my son. He's three. Um, I didn't think i guess you know it, you figure it's a monsters game it's going to be kid friendly but it's actually pretty graphic in terms of like the violence and we got to book two and my son loves to read he loves just uh he can't read yet but he loves looking at the pictures and he loves when i read to him um and this is the first time i'm reading to him where he was ever like i i i want to stop reading right now <laughs> because it was just freaking wow. him out freaking him out to yeah, see like well, a dragon like getting cut like monsters in it too it's pretty scary looking yeah between the between seeing all the amount of bears in it and and the fact that a dragon gets like sliced to pieces and you literally just see like pieces like getting cut off of it um oh. that pretty much freaked him out so yeah i can imagine blood getting thrown in die's eyes not going over well with him i would say that's a lot <laughs> less it dies a lot less horrible on that than Monsters Plus, but at the same time, there's enough in there that I think it could still scale a three-year-old. So. Yeah, um, <laughs> it was designed to be read by like elementary school students to yeah. middle school students. So yeah, right. About what to... the remake is going to have a lot of blood cut out. Oh, are they? Because of the new standards and stuff. Okay. But I now, but also one other thing I wanted to add about my um uh well favorite uh, it's a funny scene. Um, where um, <clears throat> Pop and um, Die and Marm were um, running around outside, and then Die's all like 
to Marm, what's Puff Puff? Uh, and then, yeah, yeah, because like initially when on an episode previous where Die and um, <clears throat> Pop were talking um, talking about um, Marm, his like you know Die's like oh you like know you like her or something like that, and then T starts uh, Pop starts talking about Puff Puff like what's Puff Puff, and then he kind of starts to try to explain it, but yeah, that was pretty funny. It's kind of funny when Pop gets the full brunt of Marm's attacks. <laughs> well, since that was an original anime scene, um, I don't think we're going to expect that one to be showing up in the new anime either, since it's much closer to the manga. Mm. I, one of the funny scenes, and I wrote it down here, that I remember, and I think it was like in the very first anime one, um, that, uh, what is it, the fake heroes come to Dai's Island, and... They capture his little buddy, the uh, gold metal slime with wings. And, and by uh, fake heroes, you mean like they're... Gomechan! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a group of four that look just straight out of Dragon Quest. You know, you Dragon got your Quest warrior. Three, specifically, yes. right? Yeah, it's like it's like the Gra- Dragon Quest 3 generic party of like the... Yeah, sorry, go ahead, buddy. Like the warrior fighter, mage, and healer. Yeah. And... So, yeah, they, they steal Gomechan, and I guess Zerbon is the girl. She's the healer, the priest, and Dai manages to capture her, and he's like, oh, I'm going to... I mean, he says it in, like, kid terms. He's like, I'll get it out of you. I'll figure out where they all went. And he goes to, like, torture her, and she's all tied up. And, like, the camera cuts away, and you see her boots fly off and her pants fly off. And you can tell she's like still tied up, and but she's got the big priest cowl, but now she doesn't have any pants on. It's like, oh, what are you gonna do? And then I, I think it's one of like the heel slimes or something that just like tickles her feet. No, it was actually the great anteater. Oh, that's right. He uh, her... Oh, yeah. What the fuck? That's great. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you start to get this like, okay, where is this going kind of vibe. And then... Yeah, this, this is one of the things I expect is not going to be in the new anime. I think the changes in the first episode are going with the change of it being from the castle to the ship is going to be have it so that this is going to be nicely removed to make it mm-hmm. um, safe for kids in the more modern generation. Mm. At least I think, yeah. in my opinion, why they're changing a lot of the stuff around for the first episode, because I guess they um, the, uh, the first episode in the original was kind of, I don't know, not like... I don't know. Some people would just find it boring. Some people, I, I didn't mind it, but it just. But the new version, after seeing, it, I think that's handled much better. So it's getting the Dragon Quest Seven treatment, where you know you don't need four hours to fight your first battle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's getting a 3DS upgrade. Like let's get let's get into this a little faster. Yeah. Well, that you do need to. Right. Yeah. You do need to train before you can take on the uh, the four fake heroes. <laughs> you know, in the perfect uh, in the perfect book. Um, uh, it, it, they're called like Brave uh, Emits or whatever. I'm trying to remember, um, Bemis, you go on about that because it has yeah. English names you know, on for the names. The, the Imit Braves. So Imitate, instead, yeah, the imitation um, hero, brave, they yeah. call them Braves. That's a common Japanese translation for hero, um, Yusha. But um, Imit is for imitation. Yeah, I forgot about that. Oops. <laughs> oh, they call them Brave Imit. Yeah, Brave Imit. Yeah, imitation. It's weird, but huh. I just ignore that translation. Just fake heroes sound better oh okay so the, so it's really basically like uh four thugs dressed as the the um the like urgic or roto uh tr- like uh he- heroes to try and fake out well i don't think they're actually supposed to be like they actually the, the those people it's just that the generic um that's a generic look for being a hero and such Okay. Um, and yeah, I think was, that they're generally considered to be 
heroes by people normally. It's just that they aren't actually very heroic people. They're just okay. using that look to get them places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. All right. That and makes sense. yeah, and Masofo, the the wizard one, um, the one in green, he mm. kind of has just a little bit of a backstory hinted that he was um, once trained um, by. Um, uh, by Matariv, um, the um, no, it's, it's it's the same teacher that they had. Yeah, right. Um, <clears throat> but was it just? But was it just um, Masofo, or was it all four of them? I thought just it him. was. I mean, they're they're much older than the rest of the people, after all. So right, and yeah, so and then because like he reveals, um, <clears throat> yeah, Masofo, it was like talking with Pop. Basically, he doesn't want him to make the same mistake he did, and so and that's when. Pop comes around and then ends up going back to save his friends. That was quite interesting, actually. Hmm. Um, so I remember there were a few scenes that I had screenshotted when I was first, uh, uh, well, when I was watching the uh, the downloaded version. Um, and uh, but one one of them was specifically uh, uh, Zerban threatening to harm a bag of slimes, <laughs> and, which is fantastic because it's like it's a mesh bag where with like really large holes in the mesh so the slimes could easily just like slurp right out of there just like drip right out of the bag well they uh, did worse they merged into the king slime yeah there you go and then she's got a bag full of king slime and then uh, she lost her hair <laughs> and then uh uh the other one was just the uh, the, the other screenshot i remember was uh the uh, princess leona telling die not to cry or she won't like him anymore oh boy <laughs> i think it's pretty pretty cold thing to say to a kid although they they go above and beyond and say that like die is really no ordinary kid because he can do all of these um uh, all of these abilities yeah because, because he's half dragon knight half human his mm-hmm. mother was a human and his father was the dragon knight mm-hmm. and dragon knights are all around where they can use most spells from different yeah classes. but still if you're gonna go on that um die is not a typical dragon knight in that right way, that right. he wouldn't have been able to that normally a dragon knight wouldn't have that sort of level of powers at his age mm. so oh, there was yeah. a that whole discussion on that but um i think that that's probably more of a cultural issue about the don't crying thing but on the same side leona is not that much of a age difference from either so it's not odd to have little kids well i don't know if you want to come little kids but have kids going and saying these sort of things to each other i mm-hmm. think from what i remember the perfect book saying die was what 10 or 11 and then leona was 14 I'm trying to remember do you remember me miss not off my head i'm looking at it right now i'll see what it says i do think i remember it seeing somewhere that he was he was 10 i mean ballpark wise that fits right in yeah well one thing I kind of also thought if you uh, um, if the new die gets dubbed, um, who could you picture doing whose whose voice for some of the main cast? Let's see. I don't. I'm not enough of a dub scene person that I would even know a name. Yeah, yeah. I'm more of a subtitle guy. I like I like dubs as long as they're good. But I I watch I watch watch subs usually if the dub is really bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I was used to a lot of the bad dubs from like the '90s, so I tended to watch a lot of more uh, subtitle, and I kind of just never uh, transitioned off of doing that. So if I can get the original Japanese uh, with the subtitles, I'll usually do that. Die is 12, and Leona is 14. Oh, wow. Okay, so that's not that big of a difference age-wise. Um, just to go through the other characters, Pop is 15, Mom is, um, what was it, 16, Hyunkeru is 21, 
Avon's 31, so that's the general. Captain. And then Crocodine, we don't really know how old he is, but... It says, he's, if you were going by human years, he'd be around 30. Yeah, something like that, yeah. So speaking of, uh, of Avon, though... <laughs> Platy's always. I'm gonna throw the gauntlet down on this friends and say he's got the worst hair in the Dragon Quest franchise. Well, you shouldn't have said that around me, Miss. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Avon. Oh uh, yeah. Funny hair. <laughs> she said, yeah, she told me before in a chat direct message before that his hair like when she she likes it better when his hair is down way later in the manga. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I'm going to say, like, with the curlers and everything, he just looks like he just borrowed a wig from, a, like, a Baroque composer. Well, <laughs> this, in the later part of the manga, and I know this is getting into spoilers. Way makes, later. <laughs> right. He makes a bento box with his little hairstyle in it. So there's, I think there was little sausages or something like that for his hair, and it was just so <laughs> cute. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, for... Those listeners that have been around for more of our episodes, you've heard me complain multiple times about Dragon Quest XI's hero, the Luminary's hair. Um, and it's funny because I, I had something happen with that just this past week. Um, I teach robotics and coding to elementary school kids. And I've got these little things called B-Bots. Um, and my kindergartners and first graders, they are super simple. They have like a forward, backward, rotate left, rotate right button. And they code them basically. I've got all this grid paper that they code them and run them on. Well, for the past year, for like starting positions and ending positions, I printed out like 100 Dragon Quest monsters. And I um, used a Dragon Quest Eleven hero. I used Erdrick. And I used the two females from the Dragon Quest Heroes games, both protagonists um, from those games. And so I've got multiple copies of them and then just like tons of monsters that I printed out, laminated, and we use these things every day in my class. And I mean, I've had one kid, I think, total ever tell me like, oh, this is Dragon Quest. Um, usually they goof behind my back when they think I'm not listening and call them little poops. Um, little poop and... <laughs> A poop stack and whatever. Oh, poop stack. <laughs> That's brilliant. Yep. yep. Wow. But the and you know, being kindergarten, first grade, I always make sure if it's a group with all boys, I'll just give them the boy heroes because they usually complain. Eh, I don't want to have a girl, whatever. And honestly, they're just throwing it down on the ground. I, if, if they complain too much, I'm like, dude. That's the go. Get to the monster. Come on. It, who cares where you're doing? Like This is not a big deal. Um, but I had a kid the other day completely, like, almost in tears over the fact that I gave him the luminary. And I was like, what is the problem? And he's like, you gave me a girl hero. And I was like, wow. no. No, I didn't. That, that's a boy. No, it's a girl. And we went back and forth for, like, a full minute before I was finally like, here, just... <laughs> I got 10 of each of these heroes, so just take one of my Erdrick guys, because... The, the saddest part you, is that that upset him that much. It did! <laughs> I was like, come on, kid! Like You've got, like, nine girls in your class, and <laughs> five he's boys, gonna, he, and... He's gonna make a great Florida man someday. Oh, he will grow up to be Florida man. <laughs> we all do. So, yeah. <laughs> but, it, like, internally, I'm just, like, chuckling. I'm like, oh, yeah... 
luminary, your mop top. I don't know what you're complaining about. That hair has been available since at least Dragon Quest Nine. Maybe probably <laughs> even earlier than that. But like it to for your for you to actually, you could create a luminary. Uh, but I uh, had the choice. That's the thing. Anyway. I think it's better than the Dragon Quest Three heroes hair. I mean, that's just not even reasonable. Spiked up. Yeah, I, I have the choice. I mean, it's just let's try to make them look like Dragon Ball top. characters is the only explanation for those. I think that was a lot. A lot of 80s, 90s uh, anime characters had that hair. Doesn't every Joker protagonist have that hair? (laughs) I I like Yunkle's hairdo. Yeah, he has normal hair. And uh, normal hair is something we don't always see in the Dragon Quest. (laughs) Well, it's still, it's kind of like silvery. But yeah, it's like more... Oh, it's because he's uh, 21, man. He's ancient. Well, age is Avon, and his hair goes really funny. So, I mean, it's not your age. Well, here's the thing, because well, one thing, at least it's hinted at, but it's not actually said or shown. But like, um, Hyunkle is actually he. uh, How to go about this? Because I'm not sure you should put out your theory, because I don't think your theory is necessarily as as strong as you're expecting it to be. But certainly it's not an impossible fan theory. Right. But like, yeah, because like um, Baltos, um, his foster father had said that he named him after the legendary swordsman Hyunkle in Demon World. And my theory was that um, maybe Hyunkle lived in the Demon World and uh, with his parents and then something happened and he ended up in Human World. And you know what? Uh, we're going to get into this next. I'm going to ask you guys your favorite characters or plot lines in the thing. And I actually thought Hunkle's, um character and plot were pretty awesome because when you first meet him, he's one of the captains in the uh, Demon Lord's army. Um, he's one of the bad guys. And when you come to find out how that came about, it's like really like pretty cool because he was a human that was being raised by um, like one of the demon lords skeleton commanders, right? Yeah. And when Avon and his party come to kill the demon lord a dozen years in the past or whatever, you know, of course the skeleton guy who's leading the guards goes out there and he like all other monsters in Dragon Quest, he gets killed along the way. The heroes <laughs> come through, kill him. So, you know, he grows up Uncle grows up pissed at humans because the humans took away his monster family. Mm. Well, was, uh, but that's what they—that's what he thought. It was actually well, Hadler yeah. that killed him. But that's true. Yeah, couldn't so the that's his demon lord just have resurrected them? Um, well, Cuzzing. he could have, but the whole point is the reason Hadler ended up killing him was he considered him to be a failure, having been mm-hmm. such a um, warm-hearted um, skeleton. Uh, yeah, okay. It's actually an interesting point about Hodler, um, that because of these monsters being the ones that he created with his, with the, um, Forbidden technique. You hear about that for Flazard. That the reason Flazard is so um, wanting glory is because it came from a piece of who Hodler was. Hmm. And so when you later have him come up again after Hodler has become a, a I'll just say better person, then the people he's created are also better people. But you go back and you look at Baltos, and Baltos was also a good person. And you wonder, is this a sign that that was he always had a little bit of piece of him that was a warm-hearted good person uh, that he just tried to kill away? Cool. I like uh, yeah. uh, what you mentioned there. I like the concept of the warm-hearted skeleton. <laughs> 
Yes. <laughs> no he's very Dragon Quest. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, th- that's a lot of the plot, at least in the first 50% of the manga I've read. A lot of it is a lot of these people that start off as captains like Crocodile and um, Hunkle here that they turn. They turn. Like, Dai's not just beating people as he goes along. He's actually, like, beating them and gaining allies. And, right. you know... Which it, also, this predates uh, Dragon Quest Fives, right? So, like, that's the, that's another way you could see this this anime and, and manga influence the future series, of the, the future games. How so with that one? With well, monster, making... monster recruitment. Oh, monster. <laughs> well, it's not that he's really, like, recruiting monsters. It's more like he's defeating the generals and then they see their way and crocodile becomes you know this great ally for the rest of the manga and the human honkle joins up with them and yeah fights for them. that's that's like the concept i mean he's like taming them basically oh. turning them good um which is also going to go on that they had the pokemon concept of monsters in a capsule in the first episode so that's true mm-hmm. <clears throat> because die grew up on an island full of just monsters but so, yeah it is an ongoing theme in the manga about both the beauty and the um ugliness of humans that humans have caused all this kind of destruction and yet throughout the same time Dai still believes in people and believes in the goodness that people can have and that he convinces those who have been um shown wrong by humans that maybe it isn't so bad to be friends with humans which then you know comes up as a plot line in dragon quest 9 with corvus so you've got these recurring themes but I mean, I, I I think that's more a literary or whatever. It's not just a Dragon Quest staple that people are have their minds change and come to see the rights what they've done wrong, or just because one human wronged you doesn't mean all of humanity sucks. <laughs> you know, otherwise our country would be doomed. <laughs> but all right, so what are what are some of your other favorite? Like like I said, Hunkle Hunkle. I'm gonna never say that probably exactly yeah. right twice. Yunkel. <laughs> Hyun, 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 I always thought it was pron- uh, pronounced Hyunkel, like uncle, but like he, like he. No, Hyun, Hyun Kedu, Pronounced my my horrible pronunciation aside, I thought he was one of my favorite characters throughout um, what I've read so far and what I've seen, and I think that backstory was pretty cool. Um, but what what do you two like? What, what what plot lines? What what has really resonated with you? The times that you've seen it and read it, and what are some cool yeah. things? I would say that one of the major things is the friendship between Dai and um, Pop that we see with throughout the whole thing. Um, the first base you can see that right where after the the anime ended um, with the relationship between um, Dai and Pop when um, Dai doesn't remember anything, and you have the touching scene with Pop handing him his um, bandana. Um, for example, and that being um, one of the things that causes Dai to remember everything. And then you go to the end of the manga as well, and you have Dai sacrificing his life somewhat for Pop's sake also to save him. Yeah, and, and didn't the Pop mm-hmm. dies and gets revived early on? Yeah, well, everyone in this manga is immortal, so I mean... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, aka Dragon Ball. Okay. Well, I mean, this is a realm where you can Kazing and Yggdrasilif everyone back from the dead. Yeah. Except so if it, it makes a little bit more sense than other things, but yeah. Well, yeah. I heard a theory about when people, when characters die in Dragon Quest, are not fully dead, but like in the in between. <clears throat> but um, I don't know. That's just what I heard, or I heard. I don't know where I read that, but I don't know. I it's all a a interview with Hori where he said that he. 
regretted the fact that he chose the word that, that you died, um, unlike Final Fantasy, where they said that you were, um, you lost consciousness, right. and that's mm-hmm. been struggling with that problem his whole um, career since. Well, What's I don't funny? know. I, I think it can be explained by just through magic. You know, because the, yeah. you can feel, the well, the, it, no, not just not to just like write it off and be like a wizard did it. You know, uh, it was actually a, a priest. Um, yeah, but the question <laughs> is, why does everyone have to die then? Why can't you have always resurrect people? So yeah, that's well, unless it's longer to answer that also, but right, unless it's uh, specific to the plot where the person has to die for plot reasons. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. was it was it Serena in Dragon Quest Nine? Uh, Corvus's was her name Serena as well. I don't remember who was who was uh, um, Corvus's like girlfriend who gets. Uh, who gets killed by the soldiers? Yeah, I can't remember. Or even well. even let's let's going back even further. Rosa, um, so uh, yeah, that was the one I was thinking of. Sorrow, you are able yeah. to resurrect her in the um ex- at the bonus uh, okay, yeah, yeah, in the bonus content. That's right. Mm-hmm. Now, my favorite, um, one of like like my favorite uh, uh, things in like um in die like um later on towards the very very end of the manga when um it's revealed that gomechan is an item made by the gods the tear of the gods and just how emotional it was for dai and his crew to find out that gome was actually an item and that's what caused their miracles to happen but then it was more than just that because dai had wished at the time without realizing dai had wished for a friend and when the tear of gods was there it turned into gomechan and that was and that was an amazing scene i liked that and then another one of them was when um Marm and um, Pop, where they realized their love for each other, and they actually, it was actually during the battle with the chess pieces, the Shine Kudan. She didn't say. Well, she didn't uh, specifically. It's, it's but, one-sided still, even at that point. But well, I guess she kind. I guess it was kind of hinted at the way. It was she said going she was off. giving him a chance. I don't know. Maybe the translation, the English translation, is not very good. But she said that she loved both her, him and Hunkeru, but she didn't know that she knew it wasn't actually true love in the fact that she wasn't going to be sacrificing her, her life for them the way that she's seen other people sacrificing their lives for the people they love. And so she figured that she was going to find out what true love was after this whole thing ended, and then she might give Papa a chance. Yeah, because Pop actually first, uh, it was in one of the earlier episodes when Pop um, had actually tried to say that he loved her right before she um, was going to... um, Go train as a martial artist, right? Yeah, yeah, that was was an emotional scene. And yeah, I really, I I really like a lot of the Pop moment. And then speaking of Pop, Pop, uh, because I know Pop's father uh, um, was named um, Junk. It's kind of funny, but yeah, I, yeah, it hasn't been shown in the old anime about that. His past was briefly, Pop's past was briefly mentioned in the in the anime. Now, in the manga, doesn't he go home? They don't approve of him being out there. Yeah, adventuring. well, he ran away to begin with, and mm-hmm. so yeah, his father beats him up when they've come back looking for a weapon for Die. That's right. Yeah, Dai's new yeah Dai's new weapon is freaking awesome. He ends up freaking slicing that freaking um fork that freaking continent whatever that thing is 
the sliced, castle, the Kikanjo. Castle, the, yeah. And can't that be translated as Demon Rock Castle, Kiganjo? Demon Rock Castle is like that. Um, interestingly enough, in Dragon Quest X, there's a place that has that same name. Hmm. It, it's probably just a... Um, it's probably not meant to be referencing Dai, um, since it happens to be in the Oga continent. And the um, key in Kikanjo is for demon or ogre. And so ogres in the ogre continent, it makes sense for it to be the same kanji. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Any other uh, big characters or plot lines you guys want to talk about? Uh, I'm ready to move on if you guys are. Well, I don't want to get... I mean, I know you guys said spoilers okay, but there's only so far <laughs> I want to go. <laughs> That's okay. That, that's perfectly fine. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, uh, I'd, I'd say a lot of this this discussion has been pretty spoiler free. Like, there's context that you probably wouldn't get unless you actually read it. You know, so I'd, I'd yeah, say like when I was talking about, for example, the bandana thing, I kind of left out important parts of it because I didn't want to get into the actual spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. So, Dranzer, you sent me something today um, that you wanted to talk about. Yeah, the um, <clears throat> yeah, um, every other month, um. It, there, there's this manga uh, based off the Crossblade game that just came to Japan. Much like Dragon Ball Heroes, how that also has a manga as well. But yeah, same thing with this. Now, um, the first chapter of Dragon Quest The Adventure of Die Crossblade has been released. And um, Mimas took a look at the pictures and she tra- did a summary translation for us. And I'm going to read it. it. It says, elementary school student Yuki is super strong at Crossblade, but his friends make fun of him because otherwise he is weak. Still, he has a hero's mentality and runs to help when he hears someone's call. The girl he runs up to helped uh, to, up to help has dropped a bunch of Crossblade cards, but they are lightly colored, unlike the cards Yuki knows. Just when his friends decide to go and help as well, a truck comes out of nowhere and looks to hit Yuki and the woman he was helping. But when the truck arrives off, the two are not there. Yuki finds himself in the world of Crossblade. He hears the woman scream again and finds she is being attacked by slimes, the weakest monster in Crossblade. He tries to help, but even the weakest monster is stronger than him. Then Dai comes to help. The woman introduces herself as Memero, Wizard of Dimensions, and says Yuki is an important person for heroes, which she's gathering to save all the worlds. But then they are attacked by a killer machine, and although Dai has fought one before, this one knows about the fight and says that the, the, that time Dai didn't have a weakling to protect. The killer machine attacks Dai, Yuki and Dai. The, the, the killer machine attacks Yuki, and Dai takes the hit and then tells Yuki to run away. Yuki says Dai would not run away if the situation was reversed, and he wants to always have the heart of a hero. He runs to attack the monster, but is thrown back. But the power of his words causes the die card. The lady has to turn sparkling and then die with Yuki defeat the monster. Watching, though, is a person who orders the killing of the unnamed hero. Unlike his friends, Dai and the woman think his name Yuki. Courage is a good name for him and don't make fun of him. So, Mimis, what what is your take on that chapter? Did what is, did you actually like it? No, <laughs> I was actually extremely frustrated that um, throughout the thing we're, we're looking at slimes, we're looking at some castle which has nothing to do with die, as far as I can tell, that they're nearby, and they keep on calling it the Cross Blade World rather than this being Dragon Quest or Dragon Quest Monsters. Or it's not Dai's world. I don't know what world we're in, but I don't know. (laughs) That was a little bit upsetting. 
it's pretty much like basically the world of crossplay because it's like it's its own little world, but it has the cards of Dragon Quest with die and stuff in it. Yeah, but the game, as far as I can tell, is actually a, a close retelling of die, and yet yeah. here, this thing is is completely different. And it was just really odd that even with his friends making fun of him to begin with for his name, where I don't know why they'd expect him to be any better. He's just an elementary school student, so I mean, I don't know. And then the truck coming out and hitting him just makes it into an isekai for no good reason. And yeah, yeah so just many things about it uh, and then Die doesn't look at all like Die. I mean, that's somewhat it's understandable. Because it's, drawn, because it's drawn by somebody else. <laughs> yeah, but they could have followed something about it. But yeah, and then no real explanation. Maybe the next chapter will tell us why yeah. Die is here also and what kind of strange thing is going on and where this takes place time-wise in the Die series. But it seemed like it had very little to do with Die or even Crossblade, except for the fact that we have magical cards that turn sparkly on us. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, another thing is, I want to add to that, is there's some pictures that aren't very kid-friendly, or but, like, there's a few pictures where it, they look etchy, and I understand the world of Dragon Quest has stuff like that, but at the same time, uh, I don't know. Yeah, and this is a, a little kid's manga series this the psycho jump as far as i could tell um but the hey, Matt, previous manga that this guy had done yes. was also oh, not what i would um, i'll send you i'll send you the um a link to the chapter matt just so that way you could pull up some links and you can have your own comments okay yeah I, as, as a matter of fact so you did send me that and I opened it up this morning, and the very I just clicked on a random page, and sure oh, enough, the very oh, first yeah. page you did the very first page was the girl laying on the ground with slimes all around her. That was definitely uh, getting a little bit etchy right there. <laughs> and then there's another manga also, but this is more closely related to Dive in the Crossblade, and it's going to be released every month in V Jump on the 19th of every month. Um, it's about Avon before he met Die. Yeah, it's the story of how he became the hero from the original series. And this one seems much better, but it also has the original author working on it with a new, um, the manga artist who did um, Zip Man, I guess it's called, and Jump. I haven't read that myself. But um, what's interesting about that also, about the Zip Man um, artist, is it ends up that his father was one of the directors who worked on Die. So there's a little bit of a connection with him for that. Oh, that's neat. But yeah, oh, I have a subscription have for B Jump. I'm not going to be getting a subscription for Psycho Jump. <laughs> yeah, this whole the crossplay manga. I mean, I'll I'll be seeing the reading the chapters, see how they are. But I'm more interested in the Van backstory and um, the new Die anime. And one other thing, I know you fans will be happy um, about this. Every month on the tenth, yeah, the tenth of every month, there's these spoiler magazines called Animage and um, Anime New Type, which they have a month worth of episode titles and summaries. And I was gonna spoil that for you guys when I get them on the tenth, so it should have die episodes two through six. And Mimas will translate the spoilers and stuff. Nice. Cool, thank you. Where do you usually share your stuff on the den or? I'll share it on them. Oh yeah, and. You know, I was thinking actually making individual episode threads each week on the den, if that sounds pretty cool. And because I've done that because I like with Beyblade, um, the WBO forum, I, I've because um, I've seen it done on other forums like Naruto or Bleach before. 
I've seen where they make individual episode threads and basically be able to talk about the episode and stuff like that. Yeah, I think that would go. I mean, as well as anything on the den goes these days with the uh, amount of people we have still there. You know, anything that isn't Discord seems to be uh, slowly dying. But yeah, I don't know if people actually find people anymore. I'm completely lost that. (laughs) Yeah, well, we're still hanging around on the den. A couple dozen of us or so. All right, was there anything else? Let me go back to the show notes real quick here. Um, all right, I guess I already uh, kind of cut this one. I was going to say um, anything that just made you groan about the series. Like, oh, geez, another another uh, chapter about this or something. You know, I have some issues. I, I like all the characters in it generally, but I, I, I feel like I should like, there should be some reason I should like Chew, the rat mouse character and i really would like to like him but every time i see him it makes me groan and i really just can't get around his his arrogant attitude i mean he's <laughs> kind of funny and when you when him shows up that makes him a lot more tolerable but he's still really pretty obnoxious yeah it, he just kind of seems added in at some like that point I'm like, what is this? Yeah, he, he he's no going around purpose. gathering monsters too. Yeah. To like, <laughs> I guess you got to have some his monster stuff. gathering was was amusing and, and fun. That was the best thing about him. But yeah, I really felt like he didn't need to be in this series much. Crocodile was his teacher. <laughs> pretty much <laughs> and speaking of crocodile, that's one thing that made me groan through like the first couple thousand pages. It was just like my goodness, how many other bad generals will die defeat that will turn around and just join him right afterwards <laughs> or soon afterwards? I'm like, I get it. It's happening. Okay, we're here, Juan. We're, um, even Baron fights with him. There's a surprising yeah. amount of that. I don't know if you ever read like Sun Tzu's The Art of War. Um, yeah. There's a surprising amount of that where like the um, Chinese commanders would uh, um, attack a certain region and just take over. And then people would just immediately switch sides to that commander, like with no uh, no sense of like of of the um, nationality that we have uh, in today's society, where you're you're loyal to like a, a certain nation or a thing. They just kind of automatically switch sides. I'm pretty sure that was the art of war, if I remember correctly. I might be thinking of something else. And then I mentioned it earlier, just the random topless arm pictures. Like turn the page and like, oh, there you go. There's your boobs. Yep. <laughs> well, this is shonen manga, right? Yeah. <laughs> I will make one quick comment. It would be interesting because, you know, speaking about the monsters concept, it would be interesting if they made a, um, a a die spinoff, like where he'd be the main character of a monster series, but basically like would before like in the island, like basically it'd be like before the events of the start of the series. That'd be pretty interesting. And he gets to travel to another world like the other characters have. Good old Terry and Cleo and yeah, even Kiefer. Yeah, I mean, if the Dragon Quest Nine Reportal can, uh, or even if uh, the Phoenix Ramia has the ability to transition people to different dimensions, dimensions, and anything is possible. So, uh, Transer, did anything that you kind of just were like, oh man, not not this again? Uh, we're just happy to be along for the ride. <laughs> yeah, the fake heroes really, you know, some of the stuff about uh, about them really kind of. Just turn the their scenes turned me off. Mm-hmm. Well, but, I didn't you know, have any problems with them in the manga. In the anime, it was pretty horrible. But in the manga, <laughs> I especially like the way that they saved the world in the end. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, yeah. just long. You kind of, they weren't. They weren't exactly evil, when... were they? They were more like just privateers. They were just out there to get the rewards and. Pretty much. Yeah, they didn't yeah. have any evil part to them. Just selfish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
they they were they were heroes for the point of being getting money. <laughs> nice. You know, it's kind of funny though. Whenever like um, when you ever, ever hear Evan speak, sometimes um, he you hear him say some stuff in complete English, like special hard course, and he's uh, or I don't know, just like certain stuff he'll say in complete English is kind of funny. Nice. So I, I know I wrote on here that to summarize the anime and manga, but I, I don't think we really need to do that. I think we've kind of talked a lot about that. Yeah. Um, that might be a little bit too much to try to, you know, in two minutes, go through 340 chapters or 47 episodes or whatever. Just, yeah. you know, and we're, we're getting it. We're getting this. This is going to be coming out. Um, hopefully it's going to be on Crunchyroll, um, as we talked about, or other services here that... Um, english speakers can see so uh if all this sounds great you know do your part to show people that we want it watch it yep. tweet about it whatever <laughs> um i do see another and you know we're, we're getting some new games and we'll go back up in a moment but we're getting three new games or i say we but uh japan's Japan. getting three new games yep um you were talking about the crossblade stuff and that they've got an arcade game coming out about that um Next year, they've got a mobile gotcha game coming out um, based on Die, and they're doing the action RPG. And it is it for Switch and PS4? They're unannounced console right now. They have okay. not announced a single console. But my oh, guess right. it might be for it might be for the um, PS4 and Switch. Yeah, um, I, I don't think they're going for this to be a huge PS5 or something release. It'll I, I especially looking at the here. Uh, the history of a lot of Japanese releases, and especially Square Enix, they're going to put it on the consoles that people have the most of. Yeah, that makes you know? sense. Yeah, that is, so I could see Switch PS4 being like this, and pretty much every. I mean, to be honest, out of both, out of all three games, I'm really looking forward to play Infinity Strash. That's going to be really awesome. I'm looking forward to the cell phone game. Um, it actually looks a lot of fun, but and I like the multiplayer. Look, you got Dragon Quest. It's going to be on everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, um, but the, whether you're so in Japan and can go to the arcade, if you want to play a gotcha game, if you want to play an action RPG, there's a die game coming out for you. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. only if you can travel to Japan again to do the arcade game. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. I'm pretty sure that the mobile game and the console game will come here. Heck, maybe Japan might even do a Dragon Ball Heroes thing where they released a Switch version of it and they'll do the same thing with Die. Well, hopefully they'll do that like the same... I mean, the interesting thing about the arcade game is it's basically just um, Monsters Battle Road again. Yeah, like right, right. And a new story on it. Um, some of the cards even look like the same ones that we use for Battle Road, I think, from what I've seen. Cool. Um, so that came out for the Wii, so you never know. Nice. Yeah, I got to and play. Brent? I got to play my uh-huh. Battle Road uh, when I was over there uh, with, in Japan with Pendy, and uh, and Pendy actually pulled a couple of cards out of the game. It was it was pretty pretty fun. So, um, out of those three, um, uh, probably would play the the one I'd play the most would probably be Infinity Strash. But the Crossblade is something I'd definitely be interested in checking out. Now, uh, Dranzer, you put in here. Um, and I don't know if we talked about this. The uh, ending to the anime was it cut too short, or was it, is that something you must explain to us earlier? Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. I already explained it to you about how the the memory swipe thing worked in the manga, but in the anime it didn't. It was completely different. Right. Uh, okay. All right. So uh, I think we've uh, pretty much taken die apart, put it back together, talked about some differences what we're uh maybe looking forward to it gonna be different again in just a couple days 
Um, yep. See if they uh, update. <laughs> see what thirty years has taught us. Yeah, and yeah, and to add that, yeah, because the Adventure or Die remake airs on TV Tokyo at nine thirty in the morning Saturday this Saturday, but it'd be Friday our time, um, five thirty p.m. Pacific time, and then um, eight thirty um, Eastern time. Mm-hmm. Cool. And you could either use Keyhole TV to watch it. Um, um, or there's some other sites where you can actually sh- stream TV Tokyo live, but <clears throat> we'll let you find them. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, one last thing here, and we'll uh, ask each of us, each of you, if you would like to play, we definitely can. Um, on some episodes of slime time here we like to play our uh, totally juvenile game of mary thwack puff puff where uh, we'll give you three characters uh for that we've been talking about and we'll let you uh let you, your imagination run wild and humorously uh go here um and Dranzer, we'll start with you tired. i'm actually kind of tired so <laughs> i can't think much right now <laughs> well, that's okay that's okay. Liam and I can pick this one if you want. Um, and we're about done here. We'll, we'll wrap this up in just a moment. But uh, we were we were looking at the uh, women of Die, and there's there's a lot of them. But I put down here uh, Marm, Leona, and uh, Zerbon, the evil, not evil, but the bad party member priestess that we mentioned earlier. Um, we, with those three ladies in a hilarious lineup what would you uh what do you think you'd do marry thwack or puff puff those um probably thwack zerbon for threatening the slimes <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh i get how this game works now um i would probably marry leona and puff puff marm uh, liam you um, went right down the line with what pretty much everybody online said today with twitter oh really awesome yep. i would i would i would marry mom i'd thwack and i'd thwack um <clears throat> Zerbon. Poor Zerbon. It's good. <laughs> now when you're, when you're might, a party member and you're threatening... Uh... Yeah, slimes, you know, you really can't let that sort of thing go. Nope, nope. If one of them has to go, it's the slime killer. Or the slime oh, it's kind of, it, well, it's kind of funny whenever Pop, um, like when, when, when Pop mentioned on one of the episodes about like how they, him and Di were, their, uh, were her personal stress relievers. <laughs> Oh, man. I think that was episode 40, I think. So I guess I should do the male side for everyone here? Whatever. We can do both. I'll give you both. Okay, well, (laughs) I think everyone just wants to whack the slime killer, so it's not that exciting on that side. So I'm going to figure out who I'm going to go with here. Um, I'm going to marry Avon. I think he's going to make me the happiest. Who? Um, Avon's getting married. Hunkeru is going to have to take out the whack. I'm sorry. (laughs) And so Pop Pop. with pop pop. <laughs> uh, I'm, if I if I'm looking at this trio, sorry, go ahead, Jenzer. Oh, I, I oh. To, wow. Uh, <laughs> uh, yikes. <laughs> uh, for this trio, um, sorry, sorry, Mimas, I'm gonna have to thwack Evan for the hair. No! <laughs> oh! she, she, might, she might thwack you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to say, wow. Yeah. <laughs> um probably i don't know marry marry pop because he's the loyal friend and then puff puff yunkle yunkuru see uh I'll, I'll go similar to you liam but uh 
Pop, I, I don't know. I He hasn't grown on me yet as a character. So I'm just going to have to right away thwack him. I, I know it's going to be <laughs> not yeah. anybody online said that today. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and, really? Yeah, the editor wanted to kill off Pop and the, the writer had to stop him wow. from letting him. <laughs> no, no, I'm going to do okay. something. <laughs> We're going somewhere. Okay. Let, me, let, me, let me do more. Yes, this is going to shock you guys. This is going to shock you guys. Remember a while back ago when you were telling me, wasn't it your like uh, aunt or some somebody who thought you uh, that my they thought that Hadley... my stepmother considers Hadler to be hot. Mm. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Everyone has a type, you know. Yep. Yeah. Hey, and you know what? It's a lot of times it's the bad boys. Hey, that'd be kind of funny. People that think crocodiles hot. <laughs> you need to be very careful when you search for crocodile stuff because there seems to be a fan grouping of him and the um, walrus um, dragon rider, and there's oh some very <laughs> very <laughs> graphic fan yeah, art. Don't Google graphic. this at home. Oh, that can be found out there. Um, the two characters never even met in the manga, and yet this exists. <laughs> <laughs> stop shipping wow yeah i have seen a lot of uh, i mean just searching just searching dye stuff in japanese sometimes i mean because i've seen a lot of doujinshi and some of it is very unpleasant my girlfriend likes to gross me out sometimes and i'll be like that's gross that is why i use safe search <laughs> that'd be great oh. Oh. I'll just unsee that image that was mentioned. I've seen one. I've seen one. I've seen, this is a shocker. I've seen one with pop and brass. Oh, oh boy! <laughs> I wonder what new new uh, uh, fan fiction and fan art uh, the the new series, the re- remake series, will actually uh, inspire yeah. <laughs> that wow. that hasn't already been done. That's the hard uh, part. Is I'm not sure what hasn't been done. <laughs> say, they've had 30 years. <laughs> so, wow. I think it's been, what is it, rule 39 by now? Over and over? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Imagine the swapping, like, the, the guys and in, in, in die as girls and the girls and die as guys. <laughs> That's coming soon. Oh, man. boy. <laughs> All right. Well, if we're going... <laughs> Yeah, like imagine a van as a woman. Wow. With that hair, huh? (laughs) Or worse, pop. And we apologize to every male that we're insulting that uses curlers in their hair daily. Um, I'm sure you look a lot better than Avon's hair came out. (laughs) Oh, yeah. If there's anyone. About that, you know, he's he's purposely doing it to make himself look silly. So it's not like there isn't an in story reason for it. Okay. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, a van, maybe a van, um, may, maybe down, he's not stupid, and he knows a lot. Like, basically, not to underestimate him. Hmm. Well, the glasses, for example, are fake also. Oh, so he's got the Clark Kent thing going on. Van, pretty much. Junior de Thod. He has that weird, weird full name, Evanda Junior the Third. That okay. was mentioned. <laughs> Personally, being a third, you know. I put a yeah. stop to that. <laughs> there didn't need to be a fourth. There's enough suffixes going around in the world. <laughs> but I, I am a third, and good job. Good job, Avon, for making it through that. <laughs> all right. Well, I think, we, uh, <laughs> I think we've exhausted all avenues, and we've uh, gotten into, we, we've blazed some new trails down this. 
and uh, pointed you in some directions that maybe you don't quite want to go down, but if you want to, they're there. <laughs> Our apologies. I'm shocked with some of the stuff. Yeah, I've actually shocked with some of the stuff Mima said that I never thought that would come out of her mouth. I never thought she would mention anything about the that kind of stuff on the net. That's <laughs> kind of funny. Well, but... It's not like I looked for it. It's what Twitter shows me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Our apologies to anyone with uh, listening to this right now who actually has uh, Avon's haircut. <laughs> uh, we're, oh, we, we said it looks silly on him, not you. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. There's a fine line there. Yes. Fine line. <sighs> All right, and talking about drawing a fine line, I think we're going to have to draw a line in the uh, digital sand here and uh, bring this episode of Slime Time to a close. Uh, thank you so much, Dranzer and Mimas, for being here to talk about... Um, Really, like the only, I guess it's not the only official Dragon Quest manga because there's other stuff around there, obviously. Soten no Sora. Yeah. Yeah. But I think we can definitely say the longest running Dragon Quest manga. Well, the Roto series has that sequel series going on to it, and that was pretty long. So I think that might be longer at this point if you count those two together. Darn it. For the longest one that fans have stuck with and completely translated. For the longest one we we just talked about. (laughs) there's a lot go find it look in the show notes i've got a link to the website you can read what the uh fans did 10 11 12 years ago and one last time square ocean if any of you guys are out there chrono others hit us up (laughs) thanks so much dranzer and minas for joining us it was uh, a, a lot of amazing information and i'm so glad that you guys could be here to uh uh to talk about it with us yeah. All right. You might have noticed that the have only time night, we ever mentioned... Oh, sorry, Dranzer, go ahead. Oh, I said have a good night, guys, but go ahead. All right, thank you. You might have noticed the only time we ever mentioned Patreon on our podcast is when we say we don't use Patreon. We're just longtime fans that want to speak about the game series and manga and anime that we know and love so much. So if you do have some money you'd like to donate, consider sliding on over to the Dragon's Den at www.wudas.com slash den and click on support the site. Wudas has owned and maintained that den for over 20 years now i'm sure he'd appreciate any donation or you could use his amazon affiliate links to make purchases he's got a lot of different ones there um just last episode we got all the affiliate links for the dragon quest monsters plus books on there so if it's on amazon he's got an affiliate link to it and you can go buy something and small fraction of that sale will go to support the den and if you're an advertiser and you're looking for a great podcast to spend lots of ad revenue on, reach out to us at slimetimepodcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions or comments for us, you can find us on Twitter at platym 3 or at Riamu Celestrian or hit us up both simultaneously at DQ Slime Time. Consider joining in tons of Dragon Quest discussions at the Dragon's Den forums, one of the few remaining Dragon Quest forums still around. You can find it from the Dragon's Den's main page at www.wudas.com slash forums. And just today, breaking news, the forums got a little upgrade today, got a uh, new color scheme, got some uh, new background art that uh, both Yangus and I, after uh, Wudas uploaded it, Yangus and I had the same thought. We were like, wow, where did you get that image? That's And it's almost hard to tell that it's an image behind the um, new boards. But it looks like a Dragon Quest party fighting a dragon. Um, and both of us were like, wow, where did you get that picture? That's totally like a westernized version of Dragon Quest. And uh, Udis was like, 
No, no, no. That just came with the theme. It was totally a default that's just sitting in there randomly. So go check that out. And if you don't like that, I think you can set your own theme background at this point with the new update. So uh, thanks. Talking about Woodus so much. Thanks to uh, Woodus for his support of the series and this podcast and for keeping the Dragon's Den's lights on for decades now. Thanks to Amanda Laprie and the Descents of Erdrich for allowing us to use their music for our podcast. Descents of Erdrich is a video game tribute band from Austin, Texas. Check them out in their most recent album, Advent, at www.descentsofurdrick.com or on Twitter at D of Erdrich. And check out their band leader, Amanda Laprie, on Twitch. Our thanks always to Dwayne Bullock, our wonderful graphic artist slash Dragon Quest fan extraordinaire for making the awesome artwork for cover for this podcast. Um, Dwayne was on the original iteration of Slime Time podcast back with Mimas um, eight years ago, and he's been on many times with us. You can check out more of his work at Dwayne Art on Instagram or his website at DwayneBullockArt.BigCartel.com. And if you're looking for more Dragon Quest Slime Time, check out our earlier episodes on Dragon's Den, Anchor FM, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and more. Bye, everyone. Bye. Dragon Quest Slime Time, sliming off. Bye.